0: To snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Bulls touchdown. Here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's gonna take it all the way for a touchdown.
1: Sean Jensen, back in the lineup, missed the last seven games, and he will take it 81 yards. A somersault into the end zone, his first touchdown of the season. You're listening to the Pigskin
0: Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pigskin Project, where we have both original hosts back in today. Ben, welcome back to the show. Um, I mean, what an eventful week. Um, we'll get to all the weekly news and everything, but we need to know, first off, clarify as to why you weren't here last week, and I mean, how you been the last couple of weeks, man? It's been a while.
1: Been yeah, a while. no, yeah. <laughs> The um my Wi-Fi just stopped working, uh, and ironically at the same time my phone service stopped working, so I couldn't just drop a hotspot. So I was kind of without like outside connection to the world, um for like a good like twelve hours. Um, in other news, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing good. Um, a little disappointed in the fills last night. Uh, don't know how they blow four zero. It's besides the point. It's okay, uh, but I'm doing great, and I predicted my birds to lose last week. And they won. Weird take. I know it's gonna be great, dude. They're they are a way better team than what people are trying to give them credit for.
0: Who the know. the Rams?
1: The Rams, yeah. Um, they're gonna be what? they're gonna be a wild card team. That's my hot take for the episode. We don't do hot takes anymore, but the Rams are a wild card team this year.
0: Yeah. Um. So, all right. Let me see here. We're gonna get right into weekly review. Um. Let's see.
1: Wait. Whoa. 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 How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm okay. Uh. The uh. The Blackhawks <laughs> won their their opener. But um they are. Lots of fun. Um. I made like four trades today in our league.
1: Yeah, um, dude. I don't understand what the, the 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 Wumbles trade that just. Can we? Just I, I, I want to get.
0: I want to get thoughts on this. We'll spend, like, maybe five minutes on this because, like, I don't know how many people actually care about our league. Um, For those of you listening, though, drop a comment below to see, like... I I just want to know people's reactions. Um, I traded Adam Thielen, Travis Etienne, and Amon Ross St. Brown um, for... um, Or, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I got late last night... um, Adam Thielen, Travis Etienne, and Amon Ross St. Brown, and I traded away James Conner, CeeDee Lamb, Tank Dell, and Geno Smith. Um, I then traded away Travis Etienne, Drake London, and Jordan Love, and got Gabe Davis, Justin Fields, Raheem Mostert, and Josh Reynolds. Um, I dropped Damian Pierce as a result. And then after that, I traded away Adam Thielen and James Cook, and I got Brandon Ayuk and Kyron uh, Williams.
1: That was so, the fleece. That one makes me the most mad. I mean, the James Conner one, it is what it is. Like, I think you won that. But, like, the, the that one makes him mo- most mad. Like, you got the better wide receiver and the better running pack. I don't understand how you that's how you thing. did that. So,
0: in full PPR, Thielen's been going crazy. So, like, if you're a Thielen owner, you might want to hold on to him maybe a couple weeks and then sell high before the trade deadline in your leagues. Um so in week one, he had 3.2, keep in mind, full PPR in our league. Week two against the Saints, he had 20.4. Week three against Seattle, he had 31.5 points. Week four against Minnesota, he had 15.2. And then week five against Detroit, he had 27.7. Um, he's just not an attractive name. Adam Thielen is old. Everybody knows that. So, like, as a result, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't stand to look at it. For one trading for Fields was a no brainer for me. I can't stand rooting for Jordan Love. I did it for one week and then decided never to do it again. Um I also lost to Ben this week in fantasy. How about
1: that? Yeah, how about how about that? How about um, that? My 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 little lonely owen 4 team just the only the only winless team left in the league beat the only yeah. lossless team the league, i guess
0: undefeated yeah um it's fine it's whatever you know it it builds character and i built on my team for sure this week um and something tells me i may or may not be done so who knows um anyway starting off with a weekly review um bears beat the commanders 40 to 20 jaguars beat the bills 25 to 20 in london saints beat the patriots 34 to nothing um, Colts beat the Titans 23-16, Steelers beat the Ravens 17-10, Lions beat the Panthers 42-24, 21-19 and blew every parlay I made, gosh dang it, um, Dolphins beat the Giants 31-16, Bengals beat the Cardinals 34-20, Eagles beat the Rams 23-14, Jets beat the Broncos 31-21, Chiefs beat the Vikings 27-20. 49ers just smoked the Cowboys, 42 to 10, and what was probably the most boring primetime game I've watched in a while. Um, and the Raiders beat the Packers, 17 to 13, because Jordan Love sucks at football. Those um, those so. last two
1: games are the the games that I want to like touch on. Um, the Cowboys, man, like, are they frauds? Like, I don't want to say frauds, but like, they they right now are currently the team in the NFC that will beat up a lower competition but then won't contend with like the guys higher up like the titans in there and then like you said i had no clue what the heck happened with the packers there but that was just at the end of the day again he was a double agent for me is what he was
0: yeah um so at the end of the day what the packers are is a very young and developing team Um, they've got a bright future. Their average age on that team is 25 years old. Um, So the fact that that's a a thing um, should scare a lot of the NFC North teams just because Mm -hmm. of that. And, um, you know, they've got a lot of stuff that they got to work out. Um, There's going to be growing pains this year. And unfortunately, that's what just struck them um, this week. But here's the thing. Um, So, I mean... I think I touched on it a little bit in the group chat, and and I know you've been a little busy, so I'm not entirely sure if you were able to respond or not. But um, so let's say that you're the Packers and you win maybe four or five games this year, right? Let's say that you've got an opportunity Uh -uh. to draft (laughs) in the top 10. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish the question for those that are listening. Um, If you you have a top 10 draft pick, do you spend it on a quarterback because – you know, maybe Jordan Love isn't the guy that everybody thought he was? Or do you designate that trade or not tra- that draft capital somewhere else or else? What do you think?
1: I think unless you, unless you have the chance to trade up to get Drake may cause they're not going to have the chance to trade up to get Caleb Williams. Unless you have the chance, <coughs> sorry guys, uh, to trade up and get Drake may you, you don't do it. Like, even if that means trading down for a team that likes a Michael Penix or Shadur Sanders or whatnot, um, I don't think you do it unless you have the chance to get those two guys. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chance to clarify what you, what you were saying last night. Could you, um, I'll stand on this hill the, and die on it? Would you rank the NFC North quarterbacks North. for me from one to four? Justin Fields,
0: Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Jordan
1: Oh, ah. Okay. I don't like the – I'm taking – A, I think Goff is better than Kirk Cousins, like just without a doubt right now. Goff is better than Kirk Cousins, especially with the way Kirk Cousins is playing. I would argue that Goff clears. There's an argument for Cousins, and obviously Fields is playing better right now. But that's so tough because Fields has the highest highs but the lowest lows of all of those quarterbacks. So, like, from one week, if you would have ask two weeks ago, he was the worst quarterback in the NFC North. And now he has the argument to be the best quarterback in the NFC North. I think if he can find stability behind a Ben Johnson who I've been pounding the table for, it would be phenomenal. Um, So it'll be interesting. I think you're absolutely insane and crazy for that take. Might be one of the worst takes, but I'm here for it.
0: Um, really quick, just to finish out weekly recap. Bishop No did lose a pretty bad game this week. It was it was pretty rough for us. Uh 68 to 8 was the final. It wasn't really a fun game at all. Um I'm gonna keep it short and sweet and just end it there, just because there's a lot of distaste mm-hmm. that I have for this team. Or not. Not Bishop Noel. I mean like for what happened in the game that I don't appreciate. There was a lot of yeah. disrespect that I didn't appreciate at all. Um I wish that team the best of luck. Um just because we do it a little different around here at Bishop Knoll and uh we have sportsmanship. So I'll just keep it at that. And Did you guys play um, I'm not gonna call him out on the okay. on the on the pod. Yeah. Here. Uh let's send it to the next one.
1: Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news.
0: Awesome. So um, let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, So first off, this was breaking news on Thursday. Um, So Bears legend Dick Butkus has sadly passed away. Um, And because of that, he's played such a monumental role in the development of just this game altogether. Um, Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I am making the executive decision to, um, I know it's not necessarily an agreement between us in this foundation. Um, I have no particular ties to said foundation. However, it's for a very, very good cause. And I am, like I said, making the executive decision to um, shout them out on a week to week basis for anybody that's listening to go ahead and down her to donate. To the BudKiss Foundation at www.budkissfoundation.org. Um, for every bit of information that you have or need on the BudKiss Foundation, it can be found on that website. I'm not going to dive into it too much on the podcast. Um, ultimately, though, just to kind of, um, I guess, support his family in a touch or a tough time, um, we're just going to be kind of doing that just because we appreciate what he has done for the game um as such a i mean for me it, it was a little bit more personal so i guess that somebody could say that i'm just very biased towards this guy um you know but it, when it comes down to it i mean kiss everybody should at least have a little bit of appreciation for um the the i'm, I'm sure he's a hall of famer i don't know if, if, if he is actually but uh, he should be um, so, anyways, yeah, go donate to that cause. It's definitely worth it. But let's go ahead and move on just a little bit. I'll touch more on that towards the end. Um, Falcons have acquired wide receiver Van Jefferson from the Rams. Um, this was crazy for me, just because I
1: think that. Whoa! This is literally... uh, hold on. Boy. <laughs> when did that happen? I'm that'll tell today. you how plugged in I've been in this week. This is breaking news to me. Holy, moly yeah.
0: So, yeah, the Falcons have have acquired him. And what's crazy to me is the fact that he was literally made available like today. They were like, yeah, we might trade him. And then the Falcons were like, yeah, we'll do a late round uh, pick swap. And so that's what they did. I believe it was Van Jefferson in a seventh for a sixth round pick or something like that. I don't know. Um,
1: Ian Rappaport reports that the Rams have agreed to trade wide receiver Van Jefferson in a 2020 sixth round pick. To the Falcons. In return, the Falcons reportedly send a six-round pick. What? That's the same price that Claypool got traded for, and I'd much Let's rather have Van that. Jefferson. Um. <laughs> I'd much rather have Van Jefferson. I mean, all I'm saying is, is when Chase Claypool doesn't play, the Bears look really, really good and are one Isn't that
0: so. a weird thing? It's we're, we're, We'll get there um cardinals running back james connor has been placed on the ir unfortunately um i made that trade before anything like that was confirmed um yeah. there were no reports at the time of the trade and everything i knew that. that he was a little banged mm-hmm. up but i didn't know that it was that bad so um yeah. i will i will swear i will put my hand on a bible and swear that that is legitimately the the full I- truth there even though a lot of the league's pretty
1: mad about that they're they were making me mad dude like it's not like you had insider information you're not plugged into what the cardinals were gonna do
0: the the best part about that was knowing that damo was totally okay with it because he was like he'll be fine james kind of told me specifically like Mm -hmm. yeah he'll be fine um speaking of i'm
1: shook about this trade what (laughs) anyways i'm sorry
0: Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey is dealing with a low ankle sprain before Thursday night versus Denver, and he was limited in practice today. Something to watch if you're a Travis Kelsey fantasy owner. Um, Chargers running back Austin Eckler was a full participant in today's practice and is 99% sure he'll play in week six. Mm -hmm. Um, Dolphins running back Devon A-Chain is expected to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury and could land on the IR. Um, I've heard from a Dolphins fan that Ben and I know uh, very well um, that it's more than likely going to be around four to six weeks. Um, So I would expect him to be landing on the IR. Um, Think Jim. That's who you're thinking.
1: Oh, Um,
0: what a guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyways. um, So Cooper cup made his return. Yes. Cooper cup made his return and he looked pretty good as well. Um, ben and I were going to potentially talk trade between A.J. Brown and Cooper Cup, but I guess Ben's mad because I've been wheeling and dealing today, so it's not going to No,
1: happen. I just have so much going on, guys. It's absurd. That's <laughs> why we're doing it today. It, it's the, that's, it's midterms. I mean, all my students who listen to the podcast know exactly how I feel. Um, anyways, I'll let you continue getting to news. <laughs>
0: so, um, yeah, Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson has been placed on the IR as well. Um, which is big because Bears cornerback Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson are making the return, as well as safety Eddie Jackson. So the full secondary should be back. Maybe Jaquan Brisker should play. Maybe he won't. I don't know, because I know he's been banged up week to week. But uh, for the most part, our secondary is going to be back and without um, the best wide receiver in the game. Easily. Jordan
1: Addison. Dude, I'm starting Jordan. Jordan Addison this week. It's going to be phenomenal. As you should. As you should. Um, speaking
0: of your wide receivers on your team, wide receiver Deontay Johnson told reporters he plans on returning in weeks. Oh. Do you have Deontay Johnson? Yes, yep, as- yep. I've I, thought at a lot I thought you of the Eagles.
1: I thought you're talking about the Eagles. I was I was concerned I was like no. What are you, what are you
0: Fantasy. About? Fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. he plans on returning in week 7 versus the Rams. Um, and then his fellow teammate TJ Watts suffered a dislocated finger and tore multiple ligaments in his hand and Sundays went over the Ravens. However, he just popped that sucker right back in and he's not expected to miss any time. So the man's a trooper. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add to that before we move on to the next segment?
1: Yeah. One more. I know for sure that we miss. And then one, I don't know the exact timeline. Uh J- Jonathan Taylor, he's back and, Signed a but contract, think... but yeah, he also like signed a contract. It's like three years, like forty million or something. I thought it was like uh, yeah, forty eight or something. I don't know something like yeah. So he he signed a contract, looking good. Um, he's back. He didn't do much. It was still like kind of the Zach Moss show, but he's just. I mean, he's working his way back. Kinda. So that's huge. He
0: it was really the Zach Moss show. Man went um he had like a lot of points, but
1: anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh i need to get rid of aj Dillon. anyways um yeah him. so that happened um he he signed good for him did not think he was going to be a colt ever again um and then i could be wrong in the timeline ryan absolutely interrupt um and tell me if you guys talked about it on last week's episode because i didn't yeah. i wasn't able to watch it yeah. jc jackson
0: Oh, yeah, we talked about them. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I didn't know if that happened like Thursday or, or so. Yeah, it, it
0: happened on Wednesday. We're good. Um, All right. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and move on here. They say winning isn't everything, and that may be true in some cases, but right now, let's make some money. It's time for Picks Can Payout. Awesome. So I have eight picks, which I believe is the most amount of picks that I had Oh, no, I lied. I had eight picks last week, too, but it's fine. Um, I went three, four, and one, um, and I say one just because the Texans plus two pushed. Um, So we're doing it slightly different than what Ben's used to. Um, Matt made a good point, and I added the um, odds to every pick that I have as well Yeah. what it would be in each parlay. So a little bit more fun there. Um, So starting off with Thursday Night Football – This one I found a little bit tricky because of the whole situation. However, given the defense and everything, I think it might be a little bit, I don't know. And he's only passed this mark twice so far this year. I have Patrick Mahomes over 275 and a half passing yards at minus 115 um, for week six against the Broncos. I, I don't hate it, but I'm also kind of skeptical just because of how quick they could get up in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of how quick they could get up, I have oh. Derek McKinnon over eight and a half total or po- er, rushing yards. I'm sorry. Wait, go ahead.
1: No, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I may have missed this. I what? didn't see any of this news at all until like right now. Elijah Vera Tucker did like do it all, like swing offensive line, like, the offensive lineman for the Jets, it's like really good at every single position, is out for the season with the Torre to Kill is. Oh. Didn't I I surprised I didn't see that. Like I haven't seen it on Twitter, I haven't yeah. seen it on Instagram. Um I think um, I might have seen something about it, but I didn't know the extent. Of yeah. That. So if you're the for Jets fans, season, the woes continue Jets. to get even worse on that offensive line there.
0: Mm. So if you're a Brees Hall owner, that might be a little concerning. Um, anyways yes Jarek McKinnon over 8.5 rushing yards at minus 120 okay. I think 8.5 is just too low for Jarek McKinnon um, I think that they're going to get up and he's going to get in so 8.5 is going to be fine um, Russell Wilson over 33 and a half pass attempts um, I like this a lot that's minus 110 um, honestly I think that that one's fine just because they're going to be down he's going to be throwing the ball a lot mm. it's going to be fine um, Russell Wilson over 0.5 interceptions at minus 115. Um, that pass rush is just something else, man. And Russell Whoa. Wilson is just prone to mistakes. Um, right. So at the total parlay for Thursday Night Football, we're looking at plus 1,000 odds, which means $10 wins 100. Um, so if you're looking to make that money, I'd say maybe, maybe indulge in a couple of those. And then looking at the Whoa. Sunday
1: slate, if you yeah, would have ahead. listened to Ryan um two weeks ago, he would have made you guys money. He hit his Thursday night game.
0: That was just saying. That was three weeks ago. Yeah. That three was our first ago. our first Thursday night football. It's gonna be yeah. all right. We'll be all right. Um excuse me. Um that's a when
1: that he would have happened.
0: Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. Um Anyways, Sunday slate, um, Vikings at Bears, over 44.5 total points. The Bears have hit the over in the the total points column every single week. Every single week. So this is just a no-brainer to me. At minus 108, that's just easy money. Um, Colts at Jaguars.
1: We'll get to it, actually. We'll get to it in a little bit. I was going to make a Bears comment, but... Colts at Jaguars under 45 and a half total
0: points at minus 110. Um 49ers at Browns over 37 and a half total points. I can't believe the line is at 37 and a half. That just doesn't make sense to me. You're you're yeah. playing it's the 49ers. Um they might have more than 37 and a half total points by themselves. Um hmm. and then this one this one's my my little risk taker of the week. Buccaneers plus 3. At let me confirm because for some reason I didn't put the plus or minus, but I think this is minus. Um excuse me. Um yeah, minus 105 for Buccaneers plus three. So the Sunday slate comes out to plus 1258 or 1258 or however people want to say. Hey, for those it.
1: wondering, the Bucks are playing the Lions. Mm-hmm.
0: Um ten dollars wins 135.87. Um if you're if you're doing the Sunday slate. And if you feel ballsy enough to take all of my picks into consideration, um you can do the overall parlay in which ten dollars wins you one thousand four hundred and ninety-four dollars and sixty-five cents. Um, that wild. was fun. Yeah, it'd be really cool if that could happen, but I have not hit on everything so far. Um, so I wouldn't advise that. Please gamble responsibly. We didn't put out a notice last week, but everybody knows if you're going to be taking our picks, we are not responsible for mm-hmm. your losses. So please just do it responsibly. Yeah. Um, before we move on, Ben, you had that Bears comment. What did you want to talk about?
1: Oh, I was going to get to it when we um, talked about the Bears, but like, who the heck is is Dante Foreman, Your guys' running back right now? Is he RB one in this game?
0: Um. So there's a chance that Roshan Johnson will play, but I doubt it. And if he doesn't, we're looking at a running back room of Dante Foreman and Travis Homer. So, sure. and yeah.
1: then whoever your guys' fullback is, and then uh, uh, Kari
0: Blessing game. Yeah,
1: one of like the only teams that still runs fullbacks. Anyways, um, the other two like or like the other thing I meant to say as well, um, was if you guys are betting men or women betting people um, anytime score for CMC. He's hit it for 14 straight weeks now. Yeah. Um, watch this will be the week. He doesn't hit it because I said so, but like that's as They're safe the Browns. as they can get. So, yeah, I'm excited
0: to see what that Browns pass rush can do um, against that O-line. See if they can make any noise. Um, Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to our very next
1: segment. Just when you thought it was safe to play the underdog, we put you on upset alert. Awesome. So,
0: I have Dude, I have, have
1: so many this week. It's absurd. Yeah, I have 5. How many do you have? Oh um, I actually have 6, but there's like I could have done like half the games on this freaking slate. But yeah. I have six.
0: So, um, I have Colts at Jaguars. Vikings I have, I don't
1: have. Okay, I have that one.
0: Lions of or Lions of Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers to win. Um yeah. Eagles at Jets. I don't. And then uh Chargers at Cowboys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have uh I have Chargers at Cowboys as well. Um I'm confident the Eagles are going this one. Um but I have Chargers, Cowboys, um Lions, Bucks, Vikings, Bears, Seahawks, Bengals, uh, Commanders, Falcons, and Saints, Texans.
0: Okay, okay. Fair enough. Let's go ahead. I I say we just make our picks right now. I say just screw it. Let's go ahead and do it. You think you know football? Well, prove it. This
1: is Pigskin Pick'em.
0: Let's go. So I had a good week. Ben, unfortunately, did not.
1: It's okay. I didn't have much time to think about it. I literally just looked at him and sent him. (laughs) I went 9-5. and
0: Matt went 8-6, and thanks to him for coming on the show last week and uh giving me somebody to talk to and then ben you went seven and seven so close the gap just a little bit i am 46 and 32 on the season and ben you are 51 and 27 Um, i didn't realize so, i was
1: ahead ahead of that much but what i learned from last year is no lead is safe because i thought i was hmm. a shoe and goner last year i had no clue how i made up that ground
0: yeah so. yeah um it's it's insane. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Broncos at Chiefs. Thursday night football. I think we're on the same page here. Um <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Chiefs are winning this one by a mile. We're not going to put scores in um just because we we haven't had the time to really put the scores together. Um so let's see Ravens at Titans. What do you think?
1: Um I this isn't one I put on the upset alert, but like I could I could see a world in which the Titans win this because the Titans, again, like I've said before, play teams really, really close. I think this is going to be another one of those close games. Um, but as long as the wide receivers on the Ravens actually find a way to catch the football in this game, I think the Ravens mm-hmm. are going to win.
0: Okay. Um, for just competitiveness' sake and – just to disagree with you, I'll put the Titans here. Um, okay. Panthers at Dolphins. Um, Dolphins. This is fun. So, yeah, I'll pick the Dolphins as well. But I don't know if you've looked at the pa- or the uh, Panthers schedule lately. But this is something worth noting. So, going into this, obviously, they're not really in good standings. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're 0-5 right now, right? You play the Dolphins, most likely gonna be 0-6. You play the Texans the next week, right? You might be able to pull that one off. But I wouldn't I wouldn't give them the upper hand so far. Um, then they play the Colts, and that's another one. They might be able to win. You play the Bears, and it's like I'm biased. I'm not gonna have a The Bears have on something
1: game. extra to fight for in their game. They really want to get that win to help that draft pick. If they play the
0: Cowboys, I don't see them winning that one. If they play the Titans, I don't see them winning that one. They win, or they play the Buccaneers, I don't see them winning that one. The Saints, probably not. Falcons, possibly, probably not. Packers, in December, in Carolina, I don't think they're winning that one. I think Jordan Lovell kind of straightened some things out by then. The Jaguars, probably not. Buccaneers, probably not. Like, we're looking at maybe two to three wins for the Panthers.
1: And all of a sudden,
0: that draft pick that the Bears traded for is looking a heck of a lot better.
1: Y'all, that um, was just you absolute robbery. But besides the point,
0: <laughs> Saints at Texans. What do you think?
1: Texans. We Texans. ride. We are, we're riding with the Texans.
0: I'm going to go with the Saints here because Chris Olave needs a bounce back week, and I think he's going to get it this week. Do you Commanders- own Chris Olave? I don't. Matt Hartman does. Um, That's what I thought. Commanders
1: all trade for him, but sorry.
0: <laughs> Commanders at Falcons upset pick. We're going. We're going the Manders here. Um, I'm going um, the Falcons because mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter has never lost at home. Um, Colts at Jaguars.
1: Um, I'm going Jaguars. Um, as much as I like Gardner Minshew, he just. He's getting outdoled by the Law. Let's be honest.
0: Right, I'll go like Jaguars as well. Seahawks at Bengals.
1: Ooh, this will be fun. I'm taking Seahawks. Well, I might find like or, well like might seem the Bengals caught their footing. Um, I think the Seahawks are going to knock them back down a peg.
0: Yeah, I I'm going with the Bengals here. Um, just this is I huge. Think this
1: they... is this is huge for the. For the standings, by the way, because we've mm-hmm. had more games we've disagreed on than agreed on. This is it's, it's a
0: big week. Um, and because of that, I know we're both going to be on the same page with this next one. Thank God. Um, Vikings at Bears, we're both going with the Bears here, unless you change Bears, Bears,
1: Bears About
0: this offense, that without Chase Claypool, it just looks so much better. And I don't think that it might have been Chase Claypool. Fields looks good, man. Um, 49ers at browns
1: niners it's the niners even if deshaun watson plays which is still up in the air niners
0: patriots at raiders
1: (laughs) gosh this one was so hard to pick like this is the only one in like my spread where i didn't have a winner highlight hit like because the way i do it is some you know inside jobs here i like copy down all of the games and then separate them by time period and then I like bold the one that I think is winning this is the only one that didn't have a bold because both of them are bad (laughs) I'm not confident in my pick with either of these you know what I'll go the one that you don't pick
0: I'm picking the Raiders
1: okay I'll pick the Patriots
0: (laughs) (laughs) um let's see I'm sorry, I temporarily forgot how to spell Patriots. Uh, Lions at Buccaneers.
1: Uh, Lions, but the Bucks are going to cover.
0: I'm picking the Buccaneers here. That dude, close. this is electric.
1: This is. There's a lot yeah. of games in this schedule, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. Cardinals at Rams. Rams. Yeah. Do it. And then I Eagles dare you at Jets. This next game.
1: Do it. I dare no. you.
0: No, I'm picking okay. the Eagles here.
1: Yeah, the Eagles.
0: Giants at Bills. Bills. Giants are frauds. Um, Cowboys at Chargers.
1: Chargers.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm also going that. So,
1: dang it! Okay, Cowboys.
0: You're actually changing it.
1: Yep, I, I'm keeping it fun. Cool. All right.
0: Um, so how many? How, how many awesome. games?
1: That's one. So there's two, um, three. Five, seven, six, six
0: games? So, out of 15 games, there is one, two, three, four, five, six,
1: seven. Seven. So, So darn is split. Yep. That's absurd. This is what we like to see. This is for the standings, and I'm ready to win them all. I'm ready to win them all.
0: (laughs) Um. So – Really quick, I wanted to talk about this just briefly, just because we've got a lot more time than I had expected at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think the Broncos need to do to be able to get back on track? Because they had a lot of momentum coming into the season with Sean Payton, and Sean Payton just says that like they're not going to be sellers at the deadline. So, I mean, it's crazy to be thinking about the trade deadline because it feels like the you know season literally just started like yesterday, but like. You know, it's dude. coming up
1: in like two and a half weeks, three weeks, three yeah. three weeks exactly. And three, I weeks love exactly. football
0: because it it helps time go by so much quicker. But yeah, right. Do you think that there's any saving the Broncos, or are they just broken um, because-
1: this year? There's no saving. It. Like it's they're really? they're done for the season. Um, in where it gets super tough is the clear and most obvious move. While Russ hasn't looked bad. The, the most obvious move is to get rid of Russ, but you can't, Ooh. you can't. His contract is, is absurd. There's no way you are moving off of Russ with the amount of dead cap you're going to get from doing so. It, I, I mean, it's, it's, you're locked up. Like you have to get rid of him. You have to start over. And I think it's so funny because Sean Payton was like, you know, Hackett had the worst coaching job ever. And you haven't, you're, you're trash. The only yeah. game you won was against the Bears, and the Bears beat themselves up. You didn't beat the Bears. Bears <laughs> Thank you for beat noticing themselves. <laughs> like, like, they are not good. in Sean Payton, like it seems like Sean Payton just doesn't like anyone in that franchise. Like if it was up to him, he'd sell uh, all of them. Like everyone's out all of all that
0: trash. All that trash about Hackett, just to lose,
1: just to be bad, so just crazy. to be as bad as Hackett has been. I mean, it's. I, I think getting rid of Russ is the most logical move, but I don't think you can do so. Um,
0: you just, Who would even bite can, at that? I mean, what? what is Russ worth? Like, he
1: can't be worth that much, right? No, it's. I mean, it's it's that's what I'm saying. Like, you just you're not going to be able to move off of him. So, the the next course of action here, I guess, is is. Draft a wide receiver, someone's there. Like, ha- have Cortland Sutton, Mims, and whoever's there continue to build along that offensive line. And hopefully, Javante Williams continue to progress to get healthier and healthier along as the season continues. And hopefully, your offense is there. And it- it's so weird because last year that that defense was very good, but it had a lot to do with that coordinator. And yeah, he left. He's now with the Panthers, which is funny because now the Panthers are bad um,
0: which is another but, thing by the way, but
1: yeah I mean, uh, CJ
0: Stroud should have been the quarterback there if you think about it like well it was it was rumored that Reich really really wanted Stroud mm-hmm. and it was like, holy crap Stroud might actually go number one overall. and then I remember like doing the the draft with you okay. here on the Game project and being like, okay, well, I mean, it was Bryce young everybody kind of predicted that, but like, would it in a different world? Where are the Panthers right now if they had drafted Stroud? Where are know, the Panthers might, might be. That it, might be the next Bears
1: Mahomes thing. Who knows? We look on it. The Texans winning that game might have saved their future.
0: Like yep. thank
1: the Texans fans thank Levy. I mean I know at the time everyone's like you cost us the number one Bryce Young that might have freaking helped you, man, because they probably would have picked Bryce Young. Uh, but the rumors like coming out today, well, over last week, was throughout literally the entire process, like the Panthers were going to pick Stroud. And then literally like the week of the draft, like the like three days before the draft, they ended up like flipping their stance and doing Bryce Young.
0: That's so cool. But like throughout
1: the entire process, it was CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud. And then the last moment they switched to Bryce young, which mm, should have not paying off. No, no, it's not. No, it is not.
0: (sighs) It's interesting, man. It really is. I, I think regarding the Panthers, I mean, they might've kind of, I don't know what to even think about that franchise right now, man. I mean, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to look at their cap space really quick. Yes. Um and, just because
1: is yeah. it a lot? it can't be. They have let's a see. decent amount of cap space, I'm pretty sure.
0: Um let's see. The fifth most dead money into the 2023 season. So um dead money, money twenty four. Yeah. Oh, they only have
1: nine million. That's absurd.
0: Dude, this team's gonna be bad for a couple more years.
1: It's not gonna be good. Yeah, they're Oh Oh my gosh, they're paying Chris McCaffrey $18 million and DJ Moore $14 million. Hold on, hold on, that's that's
0: wrong. So, okay, maybe okay, because this was an older article and this is from the Panthers website. Um, they're projected to have more than 80 million in cap space in 2024 and more than 145 in 2025, but that was literally around this was almost a year ago that that was published. Um, as of March 11, 2023, they'll have roughly 156 million in cap space in 2024. Holy! Um, so now it says, "Let's see." Okay, it says, "Okay, this was this was as of just a few hours ago." um we might not have the first round draft pick but we are projected to have 70 million in cap space this is from a panthers post by the way Mm -hmm. um 70 million in cap space um and if they restructure a guy then that number can rise to nearly 90. so um let's see and then let's in 2025 they're projected to have roughly 160 million in cap space available to spend Mm -hmm. so I mean, it's a loaded class. We'll see if it gets any better. But, I mean, Bryce Young, man, it's just – am I crazy for thinking that this guy just really isn't that good? Like, he was great in college, but, like, is he the next quarterback that you're looking at and you're just like, maybe he's just not the NFL type? Because this guy, like – I mean, I understand, like, everybody wants to joke around that he's short and everything, but, like, that's actually a pretty liable thing. For, I mean, like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty bad. Um, let's go ahead and there's gonna be
1: some guys on the market though, because like Mike Evans, like, we know he wants that new contract and they're not giving it to him. Mike Evans is gonna be on the market, Daniil Hunter is gonna be on the market, Buddha Baker is gonna be on the market, DJ Reader's on the market, like, there are like a lot of linebacker Jerome Baker's on the market. Like, yeah. there are some really, really good Zadarius Smith. Um, like, there are some good, good players that are going to hit this market like this year. Micah Hyde, Chase Young, like, there are going to be some good Devin White. They are going to think, be able to pay. I think Chase
0: Young will be extended
1: big money. I don't we, know. We dude. Gotta, I think if they were going to send him, they would have accepted his tag, but they didn't, or his fifth yeah. year. Let's, um, um
0: Let's go ahead and move on to College Corner really quick. Oh,
1: yeah, that works. Let's see. (laughs) Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's College Corner. Awesome. I was disappointed you guys didn't do it this this past week. Um, because there was a huge, huge game going on last week in the Red River, the Red River. Rivalry as a tongue twister, say that three times fast. Um, that's the Oklahoma versus Texas. That game every year is the second most exciting game to watch outside of the game. Um but that game was really, really close. Those games are always like like just absolute battles. Um, most I think like of the last like 12, uh only one of them have not finished in one score games. Um and it looked like there for a minute, Texas was gonna win. Uh, but Dylan Gabriel uh, Dylan Gabriel like went down the field and scored with like a minute and a half left um and Oklahoma ended up winning Texas drops um in i think they're 9 10 9, nine or 10 now within uh the AP poll uh, they still have a chance to make the playoffs this is not a complete death wish uh death wish um but they have to win out they have to win the Big 12 um so it's going to be interesting um speaking of teams that Did not look so hot. Um, USC almost lost to U of A. Like, it went into overtime, and for a minute there, U of A was up. Um, Meanwhile, Caleb Williams looks phenomenal. Lincoln Lincoln Riley has proven time after time after time that he's not going to invest in the defense, and that's going to become an issue next year when Caleb Williams is gone. Um, Notre Dame lost again. Shocker, Notre Dame losing in – big time games. Uh, it kind of just seems like a tradition now they're up in uh, South bend. Um, but Louisville looks like they might be the TCU of this year. Louisville is just one of those stubborn teams that no one expected to win. that is hanging around and somehow beating bigger name teams. Um, and they have a chance of making the, making the, um, uh, the college football playoffs. If they can win out the ACC, beat Florida state, beat a team like that. Um, I'm not saying that I think it's going to happen, but like I said, Louisville might have a chance to beat this year's TCU. Um, and then the last game from the recap, um, maybe the most wild ending that I've seen in the last couple of years, uh, Georgia Tech beats Miami because Miami, for some reason, instead of taking the knee and running out the clock, they decided to run the football to run out the clock. It fumbled the football and exchange from the quarterback to running back. Causing Georgia Tech to win, or causing Georgia Tech to pick up the fumble. Um, and then they had, I think it was one play left on offense to score their quarterback, no clue how he bought time, but it was it was wild. He bought time, danced around in the pocket, hit a wide receiver going down the sidelines and beat Miami with like two seconds left on the clock. Um, one of the most wild endings I've ever actually watched in a game in real time. Um, huge upset. Miami looked like a really good team. Georgia Tech is good, but Miami should have easily handled Georgia Tech. Um, in terms of this week, there I usually give you guys three, but there's four pretty good matchups um, that I thought were worth talking about. Um, and first and foremost, the most important one this week um, and will probably be the game that decides who's coming out of the Pac-12 and into the college football um, playoffs – this game right here, again, they are fighting for their spot. and Whoever wins this is most likely going to be the one that represents the Pac-12 in the college football playoffs. That's going to be Oregon versus Washington. Seven at Washington, eight at Oregon. Um, the quarterbacks play in this game is going to be absolutely wild. Uh Bonix did not look good at Auburn, but ever since coming to Oregon, he's looked like a completely different guy and has been an absolute tear this year, arguably putting himself in round one conversation. Um, Michael Penix, as long as he stays healthy, which he has been, um, he looks like the best quarterback or outside of Caleb Williams. Looks like the best quarterback in college right now. Um, absolutely absurd. This is going to be a game that – um, again, I'm not 21. Don't know what the odds are. Can't legally bet. Probably take the over on this game, though. Um, the offense – this is an absolute offensive shootout. Um, and then – USC versus Notre Dame. We'll see Notre Dame. Can we please try to win a big primetime game? They struggle doing so. Um, we'll see. Again, like I said, USC's defense um, has not looked good at all. Hopefully Sam Hartman uh, can take advantage of that and do some scoring. Audra Estime looks really good. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if he hits over on his yards. Again, don't know what that line's like. Uh, And then UCLA versus Oregon State, two teams that have been absolutely – like have blown me out of the water in terms of expectations. Did not expect UCLA to be as good as what they are this year because they lost a lot of talent. Uh, But Dante Moore, their freshman quarterback, has stepped in and has absolutely just killed it and taken the place of DTR like he never left. Um, And then Oregon State has looked very, very good. DJ Uglalele finally looks like the guy that we thought he was going to be at Clemson. Um, And I absolutely tear this past week. Let me look at what those stats were for him real quick. Um, Yeah, he was 19 of 25, 275 yards and five touchdowns. Um, Just was slinging the rock against Cal last week. Um, And then... Where is this last game that I have pulled up? Sorry, guys. Oh, and then the last one is uh, UNC versus uh, Miami. Miami is going to look to bounce back against UNC. UNC looks to continue to be dominant here. It's going to be fun to see if Drake May can. I mean, Drake May has looked good, but he hasn't looked dominant. We'll see if Drake May can look dominant against his secondary. Uh, Miami has a good team, uh, a really good safety that's probably going to go in the first round this year. Um, so it should be really fun. Um, those are the games to look at this week. Um, and hopefully, we this week of football is just as good as last week of football. Um, but then there's a really, really big matchup next week, which I'm excited to talk to you guys about again. But that's next week. Um, come tuned in for that. Awesome. So. Oh, then- and IU plays Michigan. Like, that's not important at all. But, like, it's huge for, for me. So like we're we're hoping for it. It's a shame that's not here in Bloomington, but it's gonna be in Bloomington next year. So your guys know already. You guys already know I'm going to that. So it's time for America's favorite game, Weddle.
0: Awesome. Let's get right into it. Uh, ben, I won the, the last time we played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's alright. You'll correct it this week, probably. let's uh, yeah, be yeah, honest but, with each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Let's go. Um, ooh, that's
1: not at all what I wanted to do.
0: I'll kind of get back. That-
1: Dude, the yeah. ads have been awful. I played it on, like, Saturday, and it was, like, really, really bad. Like, uh
0: I'm going to start off with Amon Ross, St. Brown.
1: Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, taller, younger, lower number, which means he's a quarterback in the NFC. Who's young? Can't be mm. Sam Howell. He's a bit too old. Mm. Uh, North. It can't be no one in the North. Can't be anyone in the East. Uh, it's not Ritter. Uh, Bryce Young. But I don't think the Edge works. No, the height doesn't work. No, 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 no. no. I like I I, I I
0: mean, lied. it's easy mode, so I mean. Yeah,
1: I guess. Who cares? Fine. Yeah, Bryce Young. I'm gonna be mad if it's okay. It's not, not a quarterback. quarterback.
0: Okay, so it's a running back then. Running back that's way taller than no. It's a tight end. It's got to be a tight end. NFC South tight end, twenty two. Um, and he's not on the Panthers. So we're talking Bucks. We're talking Saints. And who's the other team in there? Bucks Falcons. Saints falcons kyle no kyle pitts is too kyle old is too right old no no it's kyle no. Pitts. Mm. Cool. all right um all right i will start us off just gets right off
1: of the bat here um Dexter. Oh, what a poll ryan what an uh-huh. absolute poll unbelievable unfreaking believable uh, no. Uh, Harrison Butker. <laughs> oh, okay, so good. I'm teams. always so yeah. scared that it's special teams. Like, it always scares me.
0: Let's go with um,
1: um. I, I got a bad feeling about this. I think I'm gonna lose again.
0: Okay, Calvin Ridley. No, okay.
1: All right, wide receiver, number zero. This should be an absolute dead giveaway. That's what
0: I'm saying. I can't remember anybody that's number
1: zero, though. It's either in the AFC North. Braxton Berries. Dang it, man. Ending the streak. Absolute pull. I had no – I was like, who – and i was like Braxton freaking Barrios that's absurd that's a poll that i just am not going to forget wow
0: um <laughs> so it's 30 31 to 19 i was trying to Do get Do you to, think you uh, would have gotten 20.
1: Braxton Barrios
0: Yeah yeah there's a chance for sure yeah um anyways uh starting us off by saying thank you for sticking around with us for those of you still listening Um, Go donate to the Butkiss Foundation at www.buttkissfoundation.org, please. Um, It's a a great foundation that we're going to be kind of partnering with um, from here on out. Um, And then just for the season as well. And then we want to thank Regional Radio Sports Network, Uppercuts Grooming, and Spotify for Podcasters um, for helping us grow as a podcast. All of our episodes are uploaded to Spotify, by the way, including last week's because somebody isn't paying attention and uploading them that's me actually that's, you know um, unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable what a slacker um so yeah thank you guys if you guys have any suggestions or anything like that you guys can hit us up on any of our socials or even our email the at gmail.com we'd be more than happy to do that um and until next time this has been the pigskin project